Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Women Offshore Podcast. This is Ali Cedeno and Christine McMillan. We are both experienced seafarers. And at Women Offshore, we are making waves. The Women Offshore Foundation propels women plus into meaningful careers through access to a worldwide community and professional development resources while raising awareness amongst industry leaders and decision makers about issues affecting women on the water. This podcast is an integral part of our mission, and we appreciate you listening in. New episodes of the Women Offshore podcasts are available every Tuesday. Subscribe on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts on and be in the know about the latest topics related to diversity, equity, and inclusion within the maritime and offshore industries. Thanks for tuning in. We have another great episode for you today. This episode is sponsored by Two Peers Consulting. Their belief is a company's success hinges upon its ability to empower a diverse workforce to fully contribute. Listeners can find more information at twopeersconsulting.com. Today on the Women Offshore podcast, I have Ava Liana Veldkamp with me, and I am so excited to hear about all the initiatives she's doing with COPE, which stands for the Center of Ocean Policy and Economics. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. And uh, thank you for having me also. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here today and that we made this work. And I want to just dive right into it. Tell me a little bit about your background and introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, where should we start? Maybe um, it's good to start with that I first started out my career sailing the oceans on big blue container vessels as a maritime officer. So that's a dual licensed officer, so both in the engine room and the and deck. And then uh, I did that for a few years and also sailed on other vessels and was a superintendent. And then I now ended up working for uh, Dominica Maritime Administration as an IMO policy coordinator and also for Northeast Maritime Institute, which is a private American maritime school. And also for the Center for Ocean Policy and Economics, like you said. And now I'm like leading a working group on psychological safety, bullying, and sexual assault and harassment in the maritime sector. And I thank you so much for having me today because I'm really excited to tell people about this working group and what we are doing and what we already did last year because that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yes. Tell me more about it. Tell me about this working group on psychological safety, harassment and bullying and assault and what you guys are accomplishing. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah, I know I know exactly when it started. It started in October 2021 when the IMO decided to have a special day for maritime women or women in the maritime sector. And of course, that's an awesome thing to have, you know, a dedicated day for women to raise awareness and to promote and motivate women to work in the offshore sector, in the maritime sector and on board of ships. Um But as I was thinking how awesome it is, I also had the nagging feeling that we should like warn people, especially women, about some of the things that are happening on board of ships and what they are going to maybe possibly experience when they work on board of um, marine ships. And that was a thing that just kept going around in my head. And of course, you had, you know, the very big thing in the media around Midshipman X 
Yes. And the nasty things that happened there. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, these these issues are were not new, but it was like it was coming all together and there was just a feeling like we have to do something about it and we have to address it and like really not only raise awareness about these issues, but start on working on solutions as well and making it more safe to work in the merchant marine and in the maritime sector. Mm -hmm. So we just started and we formed a group and we worked on a document for submission to the IMO subcommittee on uh, human element training and watchkeeping. That's called HTW. Mm -hmm. And we um, submitted a paper addressing this issue with a proposal to start with education because our thoughts were it all starts with education, right? That people know how to, uh, what, what psychological safe working environment is and how mm-hmm. they can make sure that they are safe uh, and that everybody is safe, you know, to just be able to be yourself no matter where you are, no matter what kind of job you have or what kind of work you do. So we did that and the document was well received but also, you know, behind the scenes, scenes received a little bit pushback as well. Because, oh. um, I'm sure that everybody knows, especially being a woman in a maritime sector, everybody knows these comments like, well, it just, it just is something that you should know. It's just normal. You should, you, you know, these kinds of comments, it should be... Yeah, any comment that starts with you should, I just want to like put a stop to you right there, right? And, and yeah. yeah, it's so, so, um, hurtful and disheartening and, and all the things that it shouldn't be. Yeah. And another interesting, uh, remark was also that this was not a safety issue, but, um, more like a labor issue or a mm. soft skill issue or something. And I think that's so interesting to hear because I was thinking, well, this is the basic safety, right? When you are, when you cannot be yourself, you feel that you you don't belong somewhere or something. That's like the basic of all safety, because you can mm. wear a helmet and be safe. But if somebody tells you to uh, that you're not worthy of wearing a helmet, or you are so depressed that you are, you know, thinking, ah, I don't need this or whatever, right. then like it's the basic of all safety. Yeah. So yeah, then we submitted a paper and it was. Well received, but it was also, we noticed that, you know, the pushback and everything. So around that time, in the beginning of 2022, we also started the Center for Ocean Policy and Economics. And we thought there was, this can be a good project to start with because COPE was formed to solve the wicked problems in the maritime sector, as they call it. Yeah, nice. Kind of a very wicked problem, right? It's yes. connected to all different kinds of things and issues so we took the the problem from IMO into this working group with member states from the IMO and also subject matter experts who just read about our group and read about the issue and really motivated to do something and we invited them all to talk with us and to discuss the matter and to just work on it uh, also NGOs so non-government organizations and basically just everybody who who was like motivated to just do something. And we did that together. Also mm. academic institutions, by the way, universities. Um, and it was so nice to notice that we were all, we were all very, very different from all different backgrounds, ages, you know, religions, cultural, very diverse group of people from all over the world. But we shared one common goal and that is to, to make it better and more, 
safe. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. So for in the year 2022, we, um, we just started the work that we proposed. So we proposed uh, amendments to the IMO model course on personal safety and social responsibility. That's the PSSR course that is mandatory for everybody who goes and work on a ship. And we updated that with all the people within the working group. We updated that with language about psychological safety. And oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So diversity, inclusion, equity, just updated to be more future-proof also. So resulting that review of the PSSR course, we then got back to the SSUW table. Sorry if this is a little bit technical, but... Uh, no, it's good. So... There are tables in the SSCW who just describe what proficiencies you need to have. Right. So the work we did on the pieces of model course, we translated that, so to say, to this SSCW uh, training provisions. And we submitted a proposal to amend those again for the HCW subcommittee, which is upcoming in uh, February this year. Okay. Oh, yeah. And in between that, we also, you know, the issue was transported to the Maritime Safety Committee and it was decided that this should be amended with priority. So that was pretty cool because then all the other member states and organizations could also uh, you know, submit papers to with proposals on how to do this and how to best address this, this issue. So it was super, super nice to see that there were many documents submitted with similar similar proposals even taking this, you know, further and taking this very seriously. So that that's awesome to see. And it's so nice that you can now see change happening. Yes. And that's just very hopeful also for, you know, for everybody, I think. Yeah. No, it sounds like a huge collaborative effort that you worked with and that they had, you have such good momentum behind you to get this work done. Yeah. Yeah. And I can still, because I'm pretty new in this world of in this world in this policy IMO work, I only mm-hmm. do is do this for the third year now. And I what I notice is that that also gives me like a pers- a new perspective. So I don't know exactly how it was done before because I did not I had other work and things to do. So now it's just so nice to see that you can do things in a new way if you are also together with other people who are on the same page and just are very driven to make change, then you can do so much nice things together. And yeah. that's pretty, pretty awesome. That's amazing. So congratulations on that good work. So is the PSSR section, mm-hmm. is that section revised? And are people that are taking STCW training today getting the new course or they is it, it hasn't come through yet? Is that correct? No, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yes, the PSR course is, well, the IMO model courses are there to, for as a minimum, right? So right. it's the minimum standards that should be used in PSR courses. Okay. So you can put extra language in there, but then it's dependent on where you do the education. So, but the minimum standards, everybody needs to have everywhere. Uh, so what we did is proposals to amend those minimum requirements and standards so that everybody independent of their nationality or you know the flag state or whatever has the same uh information but those amendments they take a while right so yeah it now needs to be 
um, it's now part of the comprehensive review of the SCCW. Okay. So that means that it will become probably become a working group who's going to work on all these module courses, and then you know it takes time. Okay. But what we also are doing in the meantime, because the Center for Ocean Policy and Economics is hosted by Northeast Maritime Institute, mm-hmm. and the cool, very very cool thing is that we also have online education tools. So we wow. have online SCCW courses and online ex- uh, exams we can do online simulators okay. and that means that we can we are working on or we are providing an updated version on, of the PSSR course currently or we are now developing it and <laughs> it takes a while still not like years and years but a few weeks for us to uh, to bring it online but that will mean that this year it will be available for people to take. Okay. So we don't want to wait years and years for the SSCW convention to be uh, to be updated. We can just do it now. And that's uh, what we do. So that's yeah. also nice, I think. So can you tell me a little bit more about the Northeast Maritime Institute? Yes. Well, the NMI, Northeast Maritime Institute, is a college of maritime science. And it's based in Fairhaven in the USA. And it's the only private maritime school in the, in the, in the USA. Okay. And I'm, I'm not from the USA, by the way. I'm from the Netherlands. So I work <laughs> remotely most of the time. Uh, yeah. And I think the cool part is that a few years ago, I think it was six or seven years ago, the people from NMI decided to uh, make a very good online education system that is like as good or maybe even better <laughs> than uh, physical classes. And it's just, it's such a nice tool because it, it takes you some. Some information is very good to have online because it, it allows you to really experience things. For example, you if you know the GMGSS course, for example, mm-hmm. you know, with all the uh, navigation and communication um, equipment. Mm-hmm. I did that myself in a, in a normal classroom, you know, sitting behind all the MFHF things and right. twisting all those, uh, <laughs> all those buttons and uh, pushing everything. Well, you can just easily sit in your chair and tune out a little bit, just hear yes. what the teacher is saying and just pushing some buttons once in a while. But I noticed that when you do it on Nemo, because that's how the platform is called, by the way, Northeast Maritime Online, Nemo. That if you do that, if just you have to just really do it, so you get through the information section by section, yeah. and it it will show you what to do first, and then you have to do it yourself because there's online simulators on all the equipment. Right. So it just and if you are not doing it right, then it will tell you please do it again because you did something wrong, and maybe you can have a hint or something, and that just. I don't know exactly how you call it in English, but it's just pushing you through some kind of structure so you really know what you're what you're doing. It yes. drops, you know, the, the information drops in your system or something. Yeah. No, I think that's wonderful because I know that there was definitely classes that I tuned out in and and then I got out to yeah. the ship and I was like, Well, geez, I really wish I would have paid attention to that better. And I feel like when you're in an online class, then you a want to be there because nobody else is holding your hand through it. Right. And so you're dedicated to taking that class and learning the material. And and I love learning online. I personally love taking classes online. And so this sounds like it might be right up a lot of people's alleys, especially with the pandemic. I feel like we've gotten more 
used to sitting behind a computer now and learning mm. digitally. So so this is an amazing resource that I can't wait to tell more people about. Yeah, well that's that's good. Yeah, please do because I think it's so it's so important to have the choice because not everybody is you know, not everybody thinks that way or feels that way that online is it's better or easier for them, but you should be able to have the choice, right? To choose yeah. between online or, or physical. What I also think is a very big advantage is that you don't have to go anywhere. You can just, you can just, all you need is internet connection. You can go yeah. to the website on your browser and just log in on your own account and then do the education you want or you need. You don't need to, you're not, you're totally self reliant or yeah and that's also cool I think yeah being able to travel is is an amazing thing like we mentioned at the beginning before we started recording was you know you could travel and you know be in, on a Greek island on your vacation and still take this class if you really needed to so that's yeah that's a great yeah. benefit yes and also you know when you're on your shore leave and you have to do one week class somewhere to you know to sit in a classroom during your shore leave you can better do it in <laughs> in, your, in your in the time that is convenient to you, right? You don't yes. have to travel anywhere and be in a hotel for a few days, and then ugh, you know, yeah, you can do yeah. it at home if you like. That's wonderful. It's also good to mention that some of the courses are not, you know, fit for online. For example, the uh, some of the medical courses, and you know, when you have to do the survival training or the firefighting, you have to just wear a suit and extinguish yeah. the fire you know but then you can reduce the time you are uh you have to be in a physical classroom or you know in a simulation center because you already did the, the theor theoretical part online so yeah that's wonderful. Well, so cool to speak with you. And I feel like you're a unicorn within the industry being a ship's officer with having the navigational and the engineering background. There's very few people I feel like that have that education. So it's amazing to speak with you. And all the amazing work you're doing now is so great. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the women offshore community today? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, first of all, for your kind words. That's, that's not I'm I don't feel like a unicorn <laughs> so much. I'm just very normal. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me and for allowing me to speak about the things that we're doing. And I think that it's so important to to just do this together because you know it's not about an individual or something. It's it's we have a common goal, I think, and that's just to thrive together. <laughs> so yes. yeah. And I'm very happy that I could share our story with you today. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. Come back next Tuesday for another new episode. If you want to propel Women Offshore forward, visit womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>